Ah, what's happening? 610 on this Monday, February 5th. Yup, you good? I need a day off. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Bunch of wimps. I need a day off. Bunch of wimps. Well, you always need a day off. Oh, the neighbors were up all night. I When I got up at 3.30, they were still going. At 4.30, they were still going. Tell them to get off your lawn. Be that guy. Get off my rocks. Yes, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, 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 yes. Three things, by the way, that I think you, you need to know. First off, how about that? Uh, Eagles win the Super Bowl, led by the Super Bowl MVP, former U of A quarterback, Nick Foles. First ever backup to win Yes, an MVP on top of that. Are you kidding me right now? This is nuts. Yes, thank you very much. So, um, just incredible stuff. By the way, also the first ever quarterback to catch a touchdown pass in a Super Bowl. So, uh, historic game, and and he might uh, not even have a – he might not even be a starter next year. He might be the backup again. And he led them to a Super Bowl. That's incredible stuff, isn't it? Probably should have watched it. Oh, God, you – well, no, it's okay. I was cooking brisket. I, you know, there are a lot of people, I guarantee, that didn't watch it. There are a lot of people that did, but I guarantee there are a lot of people that did not as well. Okay? Yeah. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, the memo, the Pfizer memo released, of course, right after we get on the air, and Rush is like, oh, of course it's going to be released right when I start. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. Come on. come. So it's released, and here's, I mean, there are several things I took away from it. This may be the biggest. Um, and it's not even in the memo. It's it's this. Have you heard any Democrat or member of the media say this isn't true? Either this whole memo is a lie, like it's all, or they say these specific parts of it. And it's very, it's four, it's really three pages. They say it's four. It's really only three pages that you have to read. It's actually so easy to do. Uh, and that's the, I don't think a lot of people actually read it. They're relying on the media and everything. It's so easy. So I don't, nobody... Nobody uh, is denying parts of it are false. Like, they wrote this, and this is false. So you haven't heard that, have you? I haven't heard it. Huh. We're going to have uh, t- a guy named uh, Tom Del Bacaro. He is uh, an attorney out there in California, former chairman of the California Republican Party. Going to ask him some questions. Because what I want to know is, who the hell's going to prison? Is there anything here that makes people go to prison? Or is this one of these you know, ridiculously stupid government things where... They can all claim, well, I didn't really mean to do that. Or what I did is not against the law. It's just not right. Or, so we'll get to that. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, really, this, uh, I mean, John McCain once again showing his true colors. Uh, John McCain teaming up with Democratic Senator Chris Coons to introduce a new immigration bill that doesn't have any border wall funding. Instead, it's a McSally-type move, which is why McSally is McCain. McCain is McSally. Do you want to know what it has in it? Inside of it is no funding for the wall, but instead funding for a study to figure out what border security measures are needed. Oh. So all this time there, McCain, you still have no clue as to what's needed? Really? If you're that dumb, go away. Uh, it's obvious you can't do your job anymore. You're not back. No offense. You know, you're battling cancer and it's terrible. I never wish death on anybody. And I am not right now. But if you can't do the job, go away. Go away. Three things I think you need to know. 
Um, Who gets paid to do that study if it was to go through? Uh, I people. I don't. I don't know. Somebody. I, that's a good know. question. It's uh, the government is just so like one of his boys. Yeah, company. You know. I, you know, they're going to have, uh, you know, uh, experts and this person. You're going to be assigned the un- uh, undersecretaries, deputies of blah, blah. Who knows? It's a very good question. Who does that crap? But you like that? We're going to have a study. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? The whole study thing. We're going to have to have some studying going on because we're too stupid. We're just too dumb to figure out this whole thing. We need to. We need to have. We have no idea what's actually needed. I mean, why should I? It's only my job, right? You know who also commissions studies? Again, McSane. Throw me up over there real quick. McCain is McSally. McSally is McCain. Listen. If it comes to yeah. you, are you going to say we should ban them until we figure out Most how we can one hundred percent identify who they are? No, I'm focusing on uh, again the findings that we had in our task force. There's 50 recommendations. We've gotten six of them passed in the law. Right now, the focus uh, originally was on a visa waiver program. Uh, we actually passed a veto-proof uh, bill related to. So you're confident? You're, you're, you're conf- hang on. You're confident that those six things will be able to stop or identify a terrorist that's trying to come in here through a visa? No, Garrett. We're we're working on all of all of the findings. Like I said, okay. we got 50 recommendations, but we in the House passed a refugee bill that yes. uh, directed that. Uh, each individual would need to be certified to make sure that they are not a uh, national security threat. No, I don't. Uh, it was a bipartisan yeah. uh, bill. It was veto-proof, and and you know the the Senate needs to move yeah. on this, and we need to strengthen these systems. So it's um, you know we need to keep uh, addressing these issues. For One sure. more time. You no, know, I'm focusing on uh, again the findings that we had in our task force. There's 50 recommendations we've gotten. The findings that we had in the task force, in the study, and this and that. It's the same damn thing over and over and over. Nobody does anything. Reelect me because I had I put by I authorized a uh, task force and a study to be done to figure out what I need to do in my job. Try that in the real world. Anyway, uh, so if you actually look, uh, by the way, at this memo, it is like so easy. It's so easy. And it's like literally specific things that Devin Nunez says. This is what I have found out my intelligence. And today they're going to vote, by the way, to release the Democratic version. It'd be you know what they might as well do it. Do it. What is it going to say? It's probably going to be full of lies. Don't get me wrong, but just do it. Don't don't be. It's not worth trying to be uh, a partisan. Because if they say no, we're not going to let you do it. Then the focus is going to be why won't the Republicans let them do it? Just let them do it, and let us compare it. Let them do it. Right. Um, the actual memo itself is so easy to read. But again, you didn't hear a lot of people just literally want to turn on the news and hear some talking head that was wrong about the last election uh, say what's actually in it and stuff like that. I'm like, but wait, uh, I that's. No, that's not how it should. I mean, just read it for yourself. It's literally just a couple of paragraphs. It's so easy to do. I'll, I'll give you just, you want, you want to know, they talk about how the FISA courts, you have to renew the warrant every 90 days. Each renewal requires a separate finding of probable cause. So you have that, right? You have to do it. October 21st, 2016, the Department of Justice, FBI, sought and received a FISA. It's a warrant. A FISA warrant, probable cause order, authorizing electronic surveillance on Carter Page. Now, again, here's what you have to understand, too. When they do this, they can then spy on everybody that's related to him. And they, they're like, let's just do some random underling because we won't get approved to spy on Trump. So let's just pick some underling guy, right? Because then when we do that, if he talks to anybody, we could spy on them, too. It gives them the power to do it. That's what they do. Oh, I need to unmask that person for national security. I need to know who that is and what they're doing. That's how they get around it. So, every 90 days, 
Uh, our findings indicate, as described below, material and relevant information was omitted. One, the dossier compiled by Christopher Steele on behalf of the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign, it's true we have the information, they admit that, formed an essential part of the Carter, Carter Page FISA application. It was essential. Steele was a longtime FBI source who was paid over $160,000 by the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign via the law firm Perkins Cole. That was Hillary's campaign. Hillary's campaign's a, a law firm. And uh, so it was, uh, via the law firm Perkins Cole and research firm Fusion GPS to obtain derogatory information on Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Neither the initial application in October 2016 nor any of the renewals disclose or reference the role of the DNC, Clinton campaign, or any part, party or campaign in funding Steele's efforts. Even though the political origins of Steele's dossier were then known to the senior DOJ and FBI officials. So again, they read it for yourself. They purposely left that out. They did not tell the judge. They did not tell the judge this stuff. The initial FISA application notes Steele was working for a named U.S. person, but does not name Fusion GPS and Principal Glenn Simpson, who was paid by a U.S. firm that Perkins Cole, representing the DNC, even though it was known by the Department of Justice at that time that the political actors were involved with the Steele dossier. The application does not mention Steele, who is ultimately working on behalf of and paid by the DNC and the Clinton campaign, or that the FBI had separately authorized payments to Steele for the same information. So remember, you had Steele. You had uh, getting paid by uh, the DNC, Hillary's campaign, and the FBI all at the same time. Isn't that incredible? And none of that was revealed to the, the, the judge that was going to issue the FISA warrant. These are big deals, right? What, what Democrat has said, no, this isn't true. And they talk about how the Carter Page FISA application also cited extensively uh, a September 23rd, 2016 Yahoo News article. You, you may know this already by Michael Isakoff. It focuses on Carter Page's July 2016 trip to Moscow. And this article does not corroborate the Steele dossier because it's derived from the information leaked by Steele himself to Yahoo News. So Steele went to Isakoff and said, I got a story for you. Look at this dossier. And Isakoff writes a story on it. And the FBI goes, we got the dossier and this story to corroborate it. It was all from the same thing. You get it? You good? You cool? Steele admitted in British court filings he met with Yahoo News and several other outlets in September 2016 at the discretion at the direction of Fusion GPS. Perkins Cole was aware, that's a law firm, of Steele's initial media contacts because they hosted at least one meeting in Washington, D.C. in 2016 with Steele and Fusion GPS where the matter was discussed. So they knew all this. Steele was suspended, then terminated as an FBI source for the FBI defines as the most serious of violations. Talking to the media, right? You got that. So that, that's what it was. Talking to the media. Um, what else? Uh, before and after Steele was terminated as a source, he maintained contact with the Department of Justice via then-Associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr. He's a senior DOJ official who worked closely with Deputy Attorney Generals Sally Yates and later Rod Rosenstein. Remember, his wife, Bruce Orr's wife, during the same time period, was employed by Fusion GPS to assist in the cultivation of the opposition research on Trump. You don't think they all knew about this? You don't think that Bruce, uh, Bruce Orr and his wife would, at, at the dinner table, talk about their day? Hey, guess what I have? Oh, tell, tell me the latest on him. Okay, I'll tell you the latest on him. So you have a, a DOJ, like the, one of the top guys at the DOJ, uh, and his wife is working for the law firm that's, that, that's trying to, it's made up this fake dossier about Trump. 
Now get this. Shortly after the election, the FBI began interviewing Bruce Orr, documenting his communications with Steele. For example, in 20, September 2016, and this is from Bruce Orr's mouth, Steele admitted to Orr his feelings against then-candidate Trump when Steele said he, quote, was desperate that Donald Trump not get elected and was passionate about him not being president, end quote. Now, to me, that's big. Because swing that back to Arizona Senator John McCain. John McCain was also desperate that Donald Trump not get elected. Passionate about him not being president. Still is. So that's why it's not a coincidence. In my mind, and people need, the media needs to ask McCain this. He needs to be held answerable. He's all of a sudden shut up about this. I'll get to him in a second. But McCain sends his emissary, the guy that runs the McCain Institute from Arizona State University, over, right? Overseas. Sends him overseas to meet with Christopher Steele to get the dossier to bring it back to John Boy. Out of all people, why John McCain? Oh, because John McCain hates Trump, doesn't want to be president. And so does this Chris Steele. To this, it, McCain's not denying this, by the way. Uh, not saying anything. No Democrats are denying any of this stuff that's, that's in this memo. And by the way, the head of the FBI's counterintelligence division, Assistant Director Bill Priestap, Corroboration of the Steele dossier was in its infancy, so they still didn't vetted it at the initial page FISA application. Uh, Deputy Director McCabe testified before the committee in December 2017 that no surveillance warrant would have been sought from the FISA court without the Steele dossier information. So it was vital, absolutely vital. And it goes on to talk about one little paragraph about the application, about the the texts between Stroke and Lisa Page and Deputy Director McCabe uh, meeting with these two talking about an insurance policy against President Trump's election. So it's all there. None of them are denying any of this. That's the point. 625. <clears throat> There's more. We'll get to this. As well as uh, John McCain's reaction to this and John McCain's awesome uh, uh, amnesty bill with no wall involved. We'll get to all that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. In talk. Yes. Hello, 640. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Eagles win over Tom Brady and the Pats. Yeah, I know. And uh, the local aspect is uh, former U of A quarterback, Nick Foles. First backup to win the Super Bowl, plus he wins MVP, plus he's the first uh, quarterback to ever catch a uh, touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Threw for three, caught one. The interception was not his fault. Uh, What a game for Nick Foles, shocking the world. First Super Bowl ever for the Philadelphia Eagles. Second thing that I think you, yeah, it is. They won an NFL championship in 1960, but it's the first Super Bowl. Yes. All right, I'll shut up. Don't mess with me, man. So anyway, uh, second thing that I think you need to know is that the uh, the memo is out, the Pfizer memo. And one of the things, besides all the facts that are there, one of the things that really struck me is that there's not one Democrat that took to the airwaves and said, this, this part isn't true. They could say it's bogus. They ran with the narrative of this is going to danger our national security. There's nothing in there that dangers national security. They're trying to deceive you. They're lying to you. They're trying to make you, they're trying to discredit it so you don't believe it. They never actually looked at any part of it and were like, this isn't true. This never happened. They never did that. It's telling. Third thing I think you need to know, by the way, uh, John McCain, Jeff Lake uh, against 
releasing the memo. Third thing I think you need to know, John McCain, um, he's, uh, he's kind of back. Is he, is, he, is he going back? Apparently he and Democratic Senate, how could he do this if he's not in Washington, D.C.? This is so sketchy and weird. But uh, John McCain and Democratic Senator Chris Coons are teaming up, introducing legislation that would propose a path to citizenship for DACA illegal aliens, but give zero dollars to building the wall. How about that one, huh? We want to give a path to citizenship, but we're not going to build the wall. Instead, we're going to have a study group. We're going to pay for a study group to find out exactly how much we need and and, and what, what kind of border security danger we have. Oh, yeah. I mean, what an idiot. Trump literally boxed these Democrats in, and John McCain comes from the middle of nowhere to give it all away. Three things I think you need to know. We'll get to more in this. I mean, this is, uh, this is incredibly insane. As this, this, this is nuts what's going on. This is John McCain. Um, really quick, before I get to that story, let me tell you again one, one, one quick uh, thing about John McCain putting out the statement. This is, this is what it is. You ready? John McCain released the following statement on partisan attacks on the FBI and the Department of Justice. Hey, which side is he on? In 2016, the Russian government engaged in an elaborate plot to interfere in an American election and undermine our democracy. Like, if he had the guts to come on the show, I'd be like, so, John, you're telling me the only way Russia makes money is by exporting energy, which is one of the reasons they went into the Ukraine. They wanted to take over uh, the energy the Ukraine produces, right? You're telling me Hillary doesn't want any more drilling. She would do everything she can. She wanted to put the coal miners out of business. That would make it open season for Russia to control a lot of the energy in the world. They would make even more money if we were not selling our own energy. And we have more deposits than any place in the world, more than Saudi Arabia, more than the Middle East. You're telling me that somehow Vladimir Putin wanted Trump, who would compete and drive down the cost of energy. You're telling me that Putin wanted him to win. Right. Hillary, of course... With the whole Uranium One scandal, where'd that go, by the way? This is what pisses us off. Oh, that's the worst. You know, she, she, she authorized, uh, along with others, to let a Russian company buy 20% of our uranium, a state-owned company, I should say, also in Russia, and yet somehow he didn't want Hillary to win. Okay, right. Putin didn't want Hillary. Okay, sure. Putin's regime launched cyber attacks and spread disinformation with the goal of sowing chaos and weakening faith in our institutions. Well, the FBI did that themselves, by the way. The FBI upper echelon. And all this deep state stuff. Give me a break. That's not Russia. And while we have no evidence that these efforts affected the outcome of our election, I fear they have succeeded in fueling political discord and dividing us from one another. Oh, okay. That's It wasn't Obama dividing. It was, okay, Russia. So the latest attacks on the FBI and the Department of Justice serve no American interests. No parties, no presidents, only Putin's. Really? So it serves no American interests? We shouldn't crack down on corrupt upper echelon DOJ and FBI officials that think they could spy on any American whenever they want? Well, they're they above abuse, the law. Yeah, they abuse It's okay they abuse their power. It doesn't serve American interests to make sure this doesn't happen again? Or do you believe in that kind of stuff, John? I believe you do. The American people deserve to know all the facts surrounding Russia's ongoing efforts to subvert our democracy which is why Special Counsel Mueller's investigation must proceed unimpeded. By the way, what is he investigating now? I thought the whole thing was 
Russia collusion, right? And Russia and Trump and Trump and, and Russia helping Trump win. And where is that going now? Why? How? Why is he talking to uh, these random people from Trump's campaign? If you know, there's no. I mean, it's been over a year. There's nothing. What's funny? No, over a year, nothing. They found this out pretty quickly about the 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 uh, the spying, right? They released the actual stuff. Uh, the media continues to run with a nothing burger, as Van Jones called it. There's nothing to this Russia Trump thing. They st- they keep running with it. They have an actual story with actual facts behind it. With this memo, not nearly as important. Our nation's elected officials, including the president, must stop looking at this investigation through the warped lens of politics and manufacturing partisan sideshows. If we continue to undermine our own rule of law, we are doing Putin's job for him. You are out of your mind. By the way, he used to party with Putin's peeps back in uh, the first decade of the century. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, comrade? I will get the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd go out to dinner with some big-time Putin friends and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'll get to that. I could I could rehash that if you want. Uh, so that's John McCain. Now, uh, uh, mentally ill Jeff Flake. No offense to the other mentally ill people in the world, but Jeff Flake literally is mentally ill. I'm just I'm not saying it to mock him. I think he really is with his insane uh, obsession with Trump and again destroying democracy. The FBI being weaponized to spy on Americans for political reasons. If that's not a threat to our democracy, what is Jeff Flake? But you think Trump cursing once or twice is a threat to our democracy? You dingbat. Anyway, ding, dingbat. Sorry, dingbat. Uh, my joint statement with at Chris Coons. The same senator teaming up with John McCain for this bill, huh? Okay. My joint statement with Chris. Why do you have to have a joint statement with another Democrat? Because it yeah, shows I mean, bipartisanship. Yeah. In response to reports that POTUS plans to release the House Intelligence Committee memo against the recommendation of... The Justice Department, FBI, blah, blah, blah. President Trump should heed the warnings of the Justice Department and FBI and reverse his reported decision to defy longstanding policies regarding the disclosure of classified information. Okay, you read the memo, Jeff. Where, where's the classified stuff? Come out with a statement and go, oh, I was wrong about that. There is nothing that would endanger the country. The president's apparent willingness to release this memo risks undermining U.S. intelligence gathering efforts. You mean like the fake stuff that was gathered because the FBI and the DNC and Hillary paid off a guy to create stuff? So they can show it to a judge to get a warrant to spy on some low-level loser and then hope he one time talks to Trump, then he can spy on Trump because you can unmask him? Really? Anyway, politicizing Congress's oversight role and eroding confidence in our institutions of government. So, again, Jeff Flake, just a flat-out loser. By the way, where's Martha McSally on all this? She's the junior version of all these people. Where, where is she on all this stuff? Have you heard anything from Martha? Martha. Hmm? Oh, oh, she wants to get elected. I read this memo. Uh, I read this troubling memo weeks ago and fully support its release. Took a while to say that. The American people deserve transparency. The Intel Committee went through the proper process to release it without jeopardizing national security. Other memos undergo the same process. She is really trying to get elected. So we have that, which is nice. All right, so here we go. Wall Street Journal story <clears throat> about McCain. Dreamer talks aimed to end budget impasse because the but the government's going to run out of funding again on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Trump has him in on a box, we did, did this on Friday. How he admitted to the Republicans at the retreat, I threw out a number just to show the Democrats aren't serious about this. Mm-hmm. And then John McCain swoops in to grab defeat from the jaws of victory. Republican Senator John McCain, Democratic Senator Chris Kuhn say they will propose a path to citizenship for DACA particip- participants, but no wall. 
Yep. Congress is expected this week to pass yet another short-term spending bill to avoid a government shutdown, prompting a bipartisan pair of senators to introduce a narrow bill on immigration aimed at ending the impasse that has hindered a two-year budget deal. So that's how he wants to do it. Ah, we can't shut it down again. I think we should give... uh, And by the way, John, if you noticed, the country revolted against the Democrats for shutting the government down to help out illegal aliens get amnesty. And you want to come in and do it. What he wants to do is, is all of a sudden say, let's just end this. Let's give an amnesty to these DACA illegals, just amnesty, and then we can get a, a whole budget deal going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCain, Coons, plan to unveil a proposal that offers a path to citizenship for dreamers and orders a comprehensive study to determine what border security measures are needed. But the bill stops well short of almost all of the president's demands, including immediate funding for the wall along the southern border and is likely to meet a chilly reception from conservative Republicans. Play the, uh, do you have the, the ad from, uh, it's eight years ago. Paul Babu, uh, unfortunately, tried to uh, attach his giddy up to McCain to try to, you know, get into Congress. Didn't work out. Listen to this. Remember this ad? Drug and human smuggling, home invasions. Murder. We're outmanned. Of all the illegals in America, more than half come through Arizona. Have we got the right plan? Plan's perfect. You bring troops, state, county, and local law enforcement together. And complete the dang fence. Oh. It'll work this time. <laughs> Senator, you're one of us. You're one of us. I'm John McCain, and Oy. I approve this message. Oy vey. You're one of us. So again, you know, for all these idiots that uh, Trump lies, all these never-Trumpers, these, these, you're rhino in Arizona, you rhino, big business, cheap labor, uh, McCain-style Republicans, your time has come and gone. The guy just does nothing but lie. Remember all the ads that came out? I'm going to end Obamacare. I'm going to end Obamacare. I'm going to end Obamacare. Oh, yeah, I'm going to end Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Remember all those? And then what did he do? He voted against getting rid of Obamacare. He was the deciding vote. The deciding vote. Very dramatically. Oh, yeah. The thumbs down. (laughs) Take that, Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Awful. Of course, again, McCain only puts out statements. What bill could he do? He's not even in D.C. Is he working? What's going on? It's time we end the gridlock so we can quickly move on to completing a long-term budget agreement that provides our men and women in uniform support they deserve, McCain said in a statement. While reaching a deal cannot come soon enough for America's service members, a current political reality demands bipartisan cooperation to address the impending expiration of a DACA program and secure the southern border. Well, how are you going to secure it? What are you securing it with? You're securing it with a study. Uh, with a study. There's a deal from a couple of softies. Congressman Will Hurd, Republican Pete Aguilar, Democrat, 27 Dems, 27 Republicans supported in the House. It's almost identical to what they want to do. Good luck, right? Seriously, good luck with that. This is so insane. So insane. So we have that, which is nice. Uh, all right, 653 on KNST, AIM790. Coming up at 710, the former chairman of the California Republican Party is going to break down. He's a lawyer, Long Island guy. Uh, he's going to uh, break down the FISA memo. I want to know what happens next. What was against the law? What, who could be brought up on charges? Who's going to prison? That's the only thing that's going to make us happy. It's coming up, 710, KNST, AIM 792, Zone's most stimulating talk. All right, let's do it. It's 708. 
It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, of course, the Eagles knock off the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You probably know that by now, unless you're my producer who didn't really watch and didn't find the Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, Dirty Dancing thing, uh, the commercial, the promo for the NFL, funny. That was that was actually very fun. doesn't make up for all the kneeling, but it was really funny. Anyway, uh, here's the highlight. Nick Foles, former U of A quarterback, the MVP, first backup to win the Super Bowl as a starter, the MVP, first quarterback to catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He had a hell of a game. And he was playing here in Tucson a few years ago. How about that? Second thing that I think you need to know. The FISA memo, of course, came out Friday right after we got off the air. One thing that I... That, uh, that I find to be very interesting is the fact that there's not one Democrat that came out and is like, this part of the memo is not true. There's, there's nothing of that. They just want to discredit the thing overall without actually giving examples. That's, yeah, what does that mean? By the way, uh, our two uh, dopey senators, McCain and Flake, totally against releasing any of this. McCain actually said we're doing Putin's work. This guy's nuts. By the way, third thing I think you need to know, speaking of McCain, uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, comes out of nowhere, he's still not in D.C., Announced that he and Chris Coons are going to put a bill, they're going to introduce a bill that would, ready for this, give a pathway to citizenship for DAC illegals and give zero dollars for the wall, but instead pay for a study to figure out how to actually secure the border. You've been in, in the Senate for about a thousand years. You liar. Enough. Go away. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, if you like me on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis, like me, follow me, you'll see that story. Twitter as well. I tweeted out last night, at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there as well. Uh, very important that you do that. Now, um, this FISA memo comes out, right? FISA memo comes out, and you see it, you read it. It's very simple. It's like literally like, the, you know, it's a few paragraphs. It's that easy. Some people are just too lazy to depend on the media, and the media twists it and contorts it. And it's just, what a pain in the butt. But you read it, and I went over it uh, earlier, you want to know who the hell is going to go to prison for this? Will there be a perp walk? What exactly is illegal? What's the next step? I mean, I have those questions. So do you, right? Uh, Tom Del Beccaro, attorney, former chairman of the California Republican Party, joins me now to, to talk about this. Tom, thanks for the time this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Garrett. Thanks for having me on. Sure, you okay after the whole Super Bowl hangover and everything? You're all right? You're good to go? You know, I'm originally from New York, so as, as a forlorn Jet fan, there's nothing better than watching the Patriots lose. There you go. I mean, I'm from Long Island also. Are you an Islanders fan or a Rangers fan? Uh, they didn't even exist, those Islanders. I'm from Huntington, New York, and Glencoe. What about you? Comac. All right. There you go. My well, old neighbor. Well, considering you're not an Islanders fan, we might have to end this interview right now, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, uh... <laughs> Sorry. I moved long ago. That's all right. That's all. You could still become one of us. You'd be, you know, have have a bunch of uh, uh, just disdain and and depression. It's okay. Um, right. So this Pfizer memo comes out. Um, I want to get your take on this as a guy that's been very involved in the Republican Party and an attorney. You probably, you obviously, you you can understand the legal Please. aspect more than me. Um, so, yeah, I actually have uh, uh, a big piece coming out in Forbes later today, a, a timeline of all these events. But with specifically regard to the memo, people need to realize this. When they went and got a FISA application, it was originally denied in July. And what they wanted to do was spy on a guy named Carter Page, who's really a minimalistic, not important figure. But they were using him, meaning Comey, the FBI, and DOJ, these certain officials, 
to get a window into other people. By himself, he's meaningless. Now, I've been an attorney 30 years. When I bring evidence to the court, and I want them to consider it for whatever order I'm seeking, I have to say, judge, and I say this under penalty of perjury, this is valid evidence that you should consider as true. So what happened in October when they went back to spy out, they said, look, we want to spy on Carter Page. Now, they got turned down once before. You don't get to go back with the same info. You've got to come back with new info. And what Comey did is he said the dossier was valid, Judge. This information is good. Spy on an American because of this information. But we also know that in January of the next year, he told the world, Trump and others, that it was unverified. Yep. So there's no question that, that they lied to spy on Americans. That's really the biggest thing that comes out of the memo. Now, sure, there's other examples in there, like that the DOJ, there's a DOJ official, Bruce Orr, whose wife... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ...is funneling information through... She's working for GPS, for use of GPS, funneling information, you know... To her husband. And, how do you, how do you think yeah, those dinner conversations were, huh? What do you think they talked about? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, look, they also left stuff out of the spying application which any judge would have looked at and said, I'm sorry, you're telling me the Hillary campaign and the DNC paid for this. You're telling me this is, this is unverified. And a couple of other items, the judge would have said, come back when you have corroboration, not a Yahoo story that was planted by the guy who wrote this. Yes. But come back when you have more information. And you ask an important question, where does this go from here. By the way, let me ask you a question. Hmm. You know who knows all of this stuff? You know who knows the DNC paid for it? You know that it was unverified? Who knew that Comey vouched for this? You know who knows all this stuff? Trump. Mueller. Oh, Mueller. Let me ask you a question. Mueller knows all of the shenanigans that has gone on. He knew about Peter Strzok winding down the Hillary investigation so she's not harmed during the election. He, he knows the FISA applications contain lies. Why hasn't he blown the whistle on this stuff? Why didn't he go, there was some real wrongs here? Why is he just... And, and by the way, they also knew <laughs> about that same time there really was no Russian collusion because after they started spying, right away they could see there was nothing really there. So let me ask you Why this. Hang, 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 hang on one second. Blown the yeah. whistle? Well, because he's part of this, the deep state, I'm assuming, right? I mean, he wants to just drag this out. Absolutely. And he wants, yeah, now he's trying to make lying on the people to pride. Let me ask you something, because, right, they, they were sp- people were spying on uh, some Russian guy that Mike Flynn was talking to, right? And then all of a sudden they said, Correct. we need to know who that American is. And they unmask that it's Mike Flynn, and they use it against him. So do you think, you know, all your background in this as an attorney, former head of the uh, chairman of the California Republican Party, did they just go after some guy, Carter Page, who maybe had some, he went to Moscow once, whatever it might be, whatever it is, if they, they got a warrant to spy on him, hoping that one day he would talk to Trump and they could hear that, could they then legally say, we need to unmask that person? Who is that? We need to know who that is. And then they could start spying on Trump whenever they wanted. Is that how it works? 
Well, also George Papadopoulos, the same thing. They, if you look at this timeline I'm going to put out, you're going to see how at the first half of the year it's Hillary and how they want to wind it down so that she's let free. And immediately when they're done with her, they turn to Trump. And they seize on Papadopoulos, who apparently drunk says to somebody, oh, the Kremlin's got dirt on Hillary. Well, of course they do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's the Clintons. They've known them forever. And then right away they start up on Trump. And, and so they use Papadopoulos, and they use this Carter Page guy. Carter Page was under surveillance in 2013. He's, he's no question he's a, a, a Russian sympathizer. He wants to do business in Russia. But you're absolutely right. These figures as themselves are meaningless. They use them hoping to, to uh, spy and then find out information about the transition and everything. I, I, they had actually hoped that they would un, unmask information uh, prior to the election that they could dump. But, exactly. Yes. It, they it, use these meaningless figures hoping to get higher up. Tom Del Bacaro is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790, former chairman of the California Republican Party. And as you hear, going to have a piece later today at Forbes. I'm assuming at Forbes.com it'll be out there so people can go check it out, right? Absolutely, okay. and politicalvanguard.com. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, I'm just curious because we're like battered. I mean, I went and told my wife this stuff, and my wife uh, just looks at me and says, that's nice. I'm sick of like getting teased by this. Is anybody ever going to pay the price and go to prison? Because it seems like all these bad things happen and nobody ever pays the price. And that this is going to be really dangerous if no one does for some of these things, for lying to the FISA court, for spying. If we let them get away with this, it's, it's, it's incredibly serious because that tells people nothing, nothing's going to happen to me, so why not? I should do it, too. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad thing. I can't guarantee you they would, even though there's clear... Look, Cheryl Mills full-on lied to the FBI when she said, well, I didn't realize Hillary was using private email until I heard about it in the news, or Uma Abedin said something similar. In fact, she knew all along, and in fact, when the president came on TV and said, oh, I learned about it in the news, she knew the president was lying because the president was using a false ID email address to communicate with Hillary in her non-State Department email. So the president lied on TV. And the reason why you never had a prosecution of Hillary for the email thing is because that would have implicated the president, Obama. And where was that going to go? Oh, wow. Like, she, everybody should be cynical that th- they have one set of rules and, and poor little you and me and everyone else has a different exactly so then answer me this uh, i mean we see a lot of bad things in this memo you know things they did were very shady um what's right. illegal is is it just illegal to lie to the fight score which is a big deal i don't want to downplay it but what illegalities are there where that people could actually be investigated and charged there's it is criminal for an attorney to to knowingly lie to a court what happens is, in this particular case, there's a federal law that says you can't use the color of the law to take away the rights of individuals, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. to take away the rights of other individuals. There is no question that James Comey knew he was lying. He's admitted it when he said it was unverified months later. 
that he did that to take away Carter Page's rights. And, and if they can show that really what they were doing was spying on a whole bunch of people, it includes President Trump's right, then-candidate Trump's right to, to run for office. And just to show you how ludicrous this is, Hillary was, was exonerated before her interview. Her interview was three hours long. It was not. There's no transcript, and it wasn't under oath. Brad Pitt was questioned for 20-something like 11 hours over his treatment of his children on a plane. Donald Trump Jr. Was, had that 20-minute meeting in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. He, he was subjected to over 20 hours of questioning by the FBI. But Hillary got three hours, and it wasn't even recorded. I mean, just to show you the abuse of Comey and the rest of these people. But the answer to your question is, it is it, in and of itself, it was a crime for Comey to knowingly lie to the court, and it is a crime for all of these things to unmask people, to spy on people, to take away their rights for alternative reasons, not the truth about those particular individuals. So could any, there, there would be no charges then, Brought up by, I mean, it's just shady characters. The Strokes, Peter Stroke, the Bruce Orr, oh, the Andrew McCabe. Would no, they, no, no, would no, they, they Stroke, Stroke and Orr uh, obstructed justice. Oh, okay. Stroke, there's a, there's a, as, as soon as it becomes, what you'll find in this timeline is Ted Cruz pulls out of the, uh, the race, right? Yep. And it's that, at that point, Trump's going to be the nominee. The moment Peter Stroke hears that, he texts to his paramour, Lisa Page, Oh, the pressure's on now to end the Hillary investigation, which tells you he wasn't following the evidence. He was following a timeline to help her. What his actions of exonerating her despite the actual evidence is itself obstruction of justice. So what's the next thing? Okay, you, you say Comey obviously lied, said, Judge, this, this dossier is top-notch, all good, and then months later, under oath, lies about it, so he lied to the judge, it appears. Uh, what, what do you do? What, what happens next? Is the attorney general's office that investigates, do they subpoena the, the transcripts of the FISA meetings or the, or the FISA you know, warrant, how that whole thing came about? Well, there, we, we have this process within the Justice Department, an inspector general, who's questioning why Andrew McCabe, whose wife got over 700000 from a Clinton yeah. ally to run for office, he sat on the new emails for months so that the clock yeah. would run out prior to the election. That Inspector General's report is going to come out, and you're going to see a, a ton of other factual findings. You're going to get other memos out of the, uh, the Republican House. At that point, it's up to the DOJ, <laughs> yeah. who's Rod Rosenstein, part of this, who Rod Rosenstein renewed a FISA application and didn't tell the court, oh, by the way, there was a bunch of lies in the past. So it would be up to the DOJ at that point to charge people, do further investigation and or charge people, which is the problem because people have no faith in it. And you know what, people, you, you hear all this stuff, oh, the FBI, is one, the FBI people are working hard, they're wonderful people, we should, we should revere the FBI. No, 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 no. We are not a nation that was created to revere government. We're a nation created to revere liberty and to be skeptical of government. There's a big difference. Yep, you're right. So then what should Trump do? 
And should Trump fire Rosenstein? I mean, how does this guy still have his job where he's that powerful? Or is it just, you know, all you fire him all of a sudden, these uh, and, idiots in the media and, barking? And there's evidence coming out that Rosenstein threatened yep. House investigators. Look, Rosenstein should be pushed out. Trump shouldn't do it personally. He should remain uh, bigger than this and trying to solve problems instead of what your uh, flaky McCain yeah. doing. Yeah. And, and Rosenstein should be pushed out. He should be brought before Congress, and those congressional members should should say outright, "Why did you threaten me?" And and Rosenstein needs to be pushed out. But Jeff Sessions, there, there probably should be, sadly, an independent counsel so that charges actually will be brought, and they need to find an attorney who doesn't have a Washington address to do it. So, do you think do you think Sessions will do that? I mean, that's what it takes. It's it's going to need a, an independent lawyer to to go do this. Sessions can just say, "Dude, you're shady. Get out of my department." Well, he should do that with Rod Rosenstein. Yeah, if there's proof that Rosenstein was threatening people, you can't do that. No, exactly. Uh, and you know, look at this point. I've called for uh, Rudy Giuliani to replace Sessions. Well, if we don't clean this up. Who's to say that what's the next person going to do? This is the biggest election-related abuse in government history. Yep. So, so, you know, if remember, they'll do to you what you let them do to you. And we got to draw the line. Um, uh, last one for me. By the way, Tom Del Bacaro is who you're listening to, former chairman of the California Republican Party. Good luck with that. When, uh, yeah, yeah, it, Probably a lot worse now. Uh, attorney and uh, has a, a column coming out in Forbes today about all this with the timeline. Um, do you... For, Two part. Do you think there's actually going to be people brought up on charges? Uh, and two, how long do you think this is going to take? Uh, to bring people on charges related to the memo yes. will probably take another year oh, or so. God. Um, and I think it's it's only sadly it's only fifty fifty that that will occur. Man, I'm telling. It's not just that you know. It's 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 not just that you you know you people were you know elected leaders anybody else worry about being spied upon it's people like me and my wife that sit back and say what the hell's the point you know well look at look at Flynn Flynn yeah. I agree here's Flynn who whose memory of a conversation months ago alters slightly from what they caught him doing I'll tell you this Paul Manafort has a Fourth Amendment claim that since the FISA applications were based on lies and never should have been out there he can make an argument that they had no right to bring that any of the evidence that eventually followed from that mm-hmm. none of that should come in which includes the spying on him and he may have a way out okay and real last one tom um trump says this vindicates him uh do you th- i mean I, obviously if there's no dossier it was central to getting the fisa warrant if there's no dossier fake dossier and they don't tell they they omit that to the judge that DNC and Hillary paid for it, would there would there have not been an, an, uh, a Robert Mueller investigating this whole situation? There's now 20 months since they started talking, or I'm sorry, 19 months since they started talking about Russia. There's Nothing, no yeah. evidence of this. So he is vindicated in that regard. There would have been no Mueller investigation. And the fact that they're just searching for liars instead of actually looking, there was collusion. Hillary? Yes. Oh, oh, big point here, big point. Hillary and the DNC start paying for the dossier in uh, May of 2016, okay? She, she lies on federal campaign uh, uh, submissions 
because she what she does is she pays Perkin Cooley a law firm, and Perkin Cooley pays for fusion GPS. Yeah, opposition That's research. That's why yeah. you're yeah. not allowed to do that. If she had, if she had put in proper campaign disclosures, that payment to fusion GPS would have been known in July of 2016, and this would have been blown up then. But she got around that through the attorneys. And you have to ask yourself the question, why, ha- why has she never been fined for that campaign violation? Because it was the Obama uh, administration who wasn't going to do anything. And that's why we have no faith in in uh, our government. Uh, Tom, man, thank no, you for the time. skepticism. Well, but, <laughs> yeah, I was skepticism, but it seems like nobody pays the price that really does anything bad, and right. they go after people like Flynn who got jobbed. So it just it just stinks. Um, Tom yeah. Del Beccaro, dude, appreciate the time. You're, you're going to have a piece at Forbes.com. What was the other website to go to as well? Politicalvanguard.com, and you can get my book, The Divided Era, on Amazon. Bring me back sometime. You got it, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much for the time this morning. Uh, 729, we will continue. It's KNST. Yes. Hello. How you doing? 741, three things I think you need to know. Uh, Nick Foles, former U of A quarterback, wins the MVP of the Super Bowl, leads the Eagles over the Patriots. What a story. And next year, if he's still on the Eagles, he'll be a backup. Maybe the Cardinals will trade for him because they need a quarterback. Their QB retired. But then again, it might have been just a, you know, he had a couple of good games, NFC Championship, everything else. I mean, he, he was a starter for a little bit. Then he, he wasn't. It's hard to be a starter. It's nothing against him, but just you never know. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the, uh, the FISA memo comes out. John McCain says this, is not, this does not serve American interests, really. So you, you, want, you, you don't want any kind of investigation and uh, bringing to light the FBI spying on Americans for political purposes. Way to go, John. Of course, Flake was against releasing it as well. Isn't that just great? Uh, not one Democrat has said this is incorrect. This part of the memo is wrong. Hmm, funny how that happens. Third thing that I think you need to know, John McCain snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. He and a Democratic Senator, Chris Coons, were going to in- they're going to introduce a new immigration bill that gives a pathway to citizenship for DACA illegal aliens and gives no funding for the wall. Are you, are you out of your mind, dude? Oh, but wait, they do give money for a study to figure out what they need to secure the border. Uh, <clears throat> I'll give you this one for free, John. A wall! But that's just me. You know? Just throwing that out there. Holy friggin' smokes, man. This is, well, guy's on crack. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, by the way, uh, Donald Trump just tweeted out, basically, shut the bleep up, John. Now, he didn't write that, but six minutes ago, and if, if you follow me on Twitter, I retweeted it with my awesome comment, which was basically STFU at Senator McCain. Um, Trump tweets out, any deal on DACA that does not include strong border security and the desperately needed wall is a total waste of time. That's in your face, John. March 5th is rapidly approaching, and the Dems seem to not care about DACA. Make a deal. He has boxed them in. They don't want to make a deal, because let's just say the Dems do, right? Then why would people turn out to vote for Dems in November? Would they turn out to say thank you for, for helping make a deal? Or would Democrats realize... Crap, Trump and the Republicans control Congress. They would take credit for this. 
If there is a deal to be made, what do the Democrats run on? Again, repeal and replace of your tax cuts, which we talked about on Friday. Remember that? Oh, we're going we're gonna to repeal that if you elect us, and we're going to do a real tax reform bill. We're going to really give you more of your own money back. Really? When did that happen during Obama? He raised taxes. What are they going to run on? This is all they have. They never want to solve this. And Trump, we all knew it. And Trump's the only politician that had the guts to call him out on it. And then he get dinosaur John McCain coming in and trying to all of a sudden do this and just get in the way. I got a great idea. Let's not give any money for the wall and just give a pathway to citizenship. I mean, are you really? And by the way, where is anybody? Where is the head of the Arizona Republican Party? to censure John McCain. Well, just draw some attention. Will any Republicans just go, dude, just get out of here. Like, enough is enough. You need to go. Like, you're a joke. Get out of here. Nothing? Nothing? Again, McCain has his fingerprints all over this dossier, too. Remember, I I went over it at the beginning of the show, if you were listening, the actual memo. I mean, it's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, from Friday. It is like, I mean, you got to read like three paragraphs. It's so simple to read. Don't rely on the media telling you what it says. Go read it for yourself. I, I read it verbatim for you because it was that easy and in one segment. And one of the things that stands out is the fact that the guy that wrote it, that wrote the dossier, the fake dossier, Christopher Steele, he admitted I don't want Trump to be president. I hate Trump. He can't be president. I'll do anything to make sure he's not president. Like, that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. And guess what? John McCain felt the same way, which is why John McCain was contacted by this Christopher Steele, and he sent his guy out that runs the McCain Institute at ASU overseas to go get his hands on on this dossier and bring it back to John McCain. And John's like, hey, Comey, look what I got. And Comey's like, we already have it. We've been paying this guy to create this. But hey, it's all good. So there's it's just too much going on, too much coincidence. You know what I'm saying? 880-KNST, 880-5678. You, you feel free to chime in. As a matter of fact, um, you want to know how important this is. And again, the big thing besides, uh, well, everything I'm telling you is, again, what I can't repeat it enough, not one Democrat has said this part of the memo is not correct. They'll just say, this is bogus. It's, it's hyped up. And if you saw the, the media, and I, I just saw highlights. I can't watch Rachel Maddow and all these others. They go, this is it. This is all, all the hype. This is all they have. Because they, they, they know the people that watch MSNBC and CNN and the rest of these shows. They're never going to read it. They rely on whatever Rachel Maddow or whatever they say uh, to be gospel. And they're going to, oh, I'm going to go with that. Oh, yeah, this is it. It's nothing. They're going to repeat it like parrots. They're going to mimic it instead of actually reading it for themselves. And that's all they have. Again, what did they ever point out? Um, I don't know, something to the effect of this part of it is incorrect. Did they ever do that? I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, throw me up over there if you don't mind. Uh, I hate montages, except when they're awesome. And here is the media downplaying. They are just doing everything they had to downplay the FISA abuse. Listen the to reviews this. are in. And Congressman Nunes' memo was a dud. The Nunes memo is a dud. Let's start with Sean Hannity. Uh, Not to be undeterred uh, by the sort of dud factor of the memo. That this 
memo was a complete dud. dud. It overpromised and underdelivered. I mean, it's it's pretty much a dud. I, I, mean, I got to tell dud. you though, I mean, it's kind of a dud. It doesn't dud. really deliver. I prefer really big revealing documents to really narrow duds. This looks like a dud. I could tell Why? you from reading this memo and consulting with a wide range of experts, it's a dud. It's a dud. This memo is a dud. It's a dud. Nothing. Nothing. A dud. But it is nothing, mm. a nothing burger. And less interesting about this memo is what what is in it. It's pretty much a nothing burger. Nothing, nothing burger. burger. Quote, dishonest, misleading, partisan nothing burger. Uh, the only thing I fear from this memo, because I think it's really been a huge dud. Uh, some mm. of the GOP uh, Tea Party members were out there saying that this is the most vile thing they'd ever seen. Uh, and it's a big dud. Uh, oh. It's a dud. Unfortunately, it fell flat yesterday, much, I think, to the chagrin of the president. This memo was a complete dud. Mm. Everybody yeah. knows it was kind of a dud. Even the people Everybody. in the Republican Party who oh, thought yeah. they were going to start some big trial balloon here. Nothing changed. It's almost an embarrassment. It's a dud. And again, I read it to you. It's like three paragraphs. They're hoping you just, oh, it's a dud. Why should I read it? Why should I? Right? How, how is this a dud? You ready for this part right here? The first point. The, this is in the, I'm going to read the actual memo. It's a couple sentences. Take a few seconds. The dossier compiled by Christopher Steele, the Steele dossier, on behalf of the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton campaign formed an essential part of the Carter Page FISA application. Steele was a longtime FBI source who was paid over 160 grand by the DNC and Clinton campaign via her law firm. Perkins Cole, and research firm Fusion GPS to obtain derogatory information on Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Now, the next part, ready? Neither the initial application, the FICE application in October 2016, nor any of the renewals disclose or reference the role of the DNC, the Clinton campaign, or any party or campaign in funding Steele's efforts, even though the political origins of Steele's dossier were then known to the senior DOJ and FBI officials. How is it a dud when they, they don't tell the judge who actually paid for this information. We need a warrant to spy on an American. And we're not going to tell you that Hillary's campaign and the DNC paid for it. You think a judge would have granted that? If they knew it? And we've talked about this. They went for some low-level guy in Carter Page because they're hoping he would somehow mention Trump or talk to Trump and then they could just they, with that FISA warrant, they could go, we need to unmask that person and find out who they are. You know what? They mentioned that. We need to spy on them, too. We, and we could spy. With this FISA warrant, we could spy on whomever we want. And that's exactly what, ha that's what happened. So I just spelled it out. It's not really much of a dud. It's actually pretty freaking big. All right? That's how it is. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can react. It's a big deal. We need some perp walking, right? That's what we need. Uh, we will continue. I have much more to tell you. It's your morning ritual. Gary Lewis, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Hey, it's uh, it's Monday, February fifth. It's eight oh eight. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I think I'm over the Super Bowl thing. I uh, I think I've had enough. I'm done with that. 
There are three things that I think you need to know, though. Number one, the FISA memo out, obviously, on Friday. And one thing I saw over the weekend is not one Democrat came out and said, this is factually incorrect. Right here, this is wrong. Right here, this is wrong. They never said that. Nobody's disputing the facts. They're just saying over, oh, the Republicans are just uh, doing something and it's bad. And then they're ripping the FBI and blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. It's not the whole FBI. It's the dirtbags that decided to spy on Americans for political purposes. Even FBI agents would say that. We'll get into that. Uh, McCain and Flake said we should not release it. Of course they said that. McCain said we're doing Putin's work. Putin's work. Are you kidding me? It's only benefiting Putin. Are you kidding me right now? Wow. Second thing. I think you need to know John McCain teaming up with uh, Democratic Senator Christopher Coons. They're putting in an immigration bill up front. Well, this is the dumbest thing of all time. It's literally going to go nowhere. They know Trump doesn't is not going to. Listen, just because even if they pass the Senate and the House, Trump would never sign it. Um, it basically would give a pathway to citizenship for all the DAC illegal aliens, give zero funding for a wall, but would give funding for a study to figure out how to best secure the border. That's John McCain's idea for you. You get it. Just dumb. Either corrupt, dumb, you name it. We've been stuck with dumb politicians for a very long time. By the way, the Trumpster tweeted out 30 minutes ago, any deal on DACA that doesn't include a strong border security and the desperately needed wall is a total waste of time. Take that, McCain. March 5th is rapidly approaching and the Dems seem not to care about DACA. Make a deal. And this happened. You probably didn't get much of this, huh? Because why should the government, I mean, why, why should the media talk, cover this? Uh, on Friday, the White House put out a list of 15 visa lottery jihadis and chain migration terrorists. To put pressure on the Dems to say, you better end chain migration. You better end the visa lottery. You better come and try to make a deal. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Three things I think you need to know. Listen to this. I mean, we, we played the sound a gazillion times on Friday, right? Uh, Trump. You know what? Can you get that one if you don't mind, Ryan? It's probably, where's my, the list of a thousand Trump sound bites. Um, not the State of the Union. It's like a seven second sound bite. Out! Out! That, that, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Uh, it's after that. It's um, Trump. It's, it's really short. Be a little more specific. Eight seconds. Right there. Stop, stop, stop moving right, your thing. Right, right, right. It's right there. It's number 109. Oh. Trump said this at the GOP retreat. Remember this? Go home to mommy. No, he didn't say that, but he could have. Oh. We need to end chain migration, and we need to cancel the terrible visa lottery. And I, I made a point of saying, you know, you never thought it'd be a president that actually would do that. And, and he's like a talk radio president because he, he backs up things with facts. That's what we do. And, I mean, how many times and how for how long have we talked about it? And you listen to KNST, to me, to other hosts. And we lay out stuff. We go, why don't politicians say the same stuff as us? I mean, how can we have access to this information and they don't? Or do they purposely not want to talk about it because they want to hide it as if it's not there? I mean, remember, John McCain and Jeff Flake never called Marianne Mendoza, whose son, uh, Brandon was a Mesa police officer who was killed by an illegal alien driving the wrong way on four highways, drunk and high. And they never called to say, we are so sorry this happened because they don't, they want to not ignite. They want to act like it's not there so they can do the amnesty and the pathway to citizenship and the no wall and all that other stuff for cheap labor and blah, blah, blah. That's what they want. So we sit back and say, my God, why do we have like the visa diversity lottery? Why do we have 
chain migration. Look at all these terrorists. Look at all these stories of terrorists and bad people that come in because of it. And guess what? Trump's White House put out a list of this. I mean, they're doing this and, hey, you can't battle facts. How, do you, how can you say we need this? Look at this, right? The list that was given out Friday includes a senior leader in the Islamic counterattack against personal freedom, a guy named Malsa Mohammed Abu Marzouk. He is an alleged United States Hamas leader, but got his green card through the visa lottery. He was deported in 1997 for terrorist activities. So again, why the hell? Well, he's deported. Why are we giving these people green cards to begin with? What The only thing that he brought here was terrorism. He didn't bring any kind of work ethic, any kind of ingenuity. So, let's go over this. There are terrorists and jihadis on this list. The jihadis include seven mujahideens. mujahideens, Um, They got here in the visa lottery. Seven got here in the visa lottery. Six jihadis who arrived via chain migration. Well, that's only 13. How many more? Isn't one terrorist enough? I mean, tell one person. Tell, tell, Tell somebody... Uh, who had a family member killed at 9-11 or by terrorist? How many more do you want? You know, illegal aliens. You know, t- go tell uh, Miriam Mendoza that it's only one illegal alien that killed her son. I mean, what's the difference, right? So jihadis include seven mujahids who arrived from the visa lottery and six jihadis who got here via chain migration. You want? Okay, here's, here's one. Saifulo Saipov. He's a national from Uzbekistan. You could consider that a Nestle country, I would say. He entered the United States in 2010 through the visa lottery, the diversity lottery, right? On October 31st, 2017, Saipom was arrested after he allegedly used a truck to run down a bunch of people on a bike lane on the west side of Manhattan. Remember that happened just last year, just months ago. Yeah. How about another one? Hesham Mohammed Ali Hediet. Do they all have names like this? A national of Egypt. He was able to claim lawful permanent resident status through a family member. That's chain migration. A family member who received their status via the visa lottery. Isn't that just great? So a family member wins the lottery, gets to come to America, brings over a terrorist through chain migration. What a system. So a family member got the, the status via the visa lottery in 1997. In July 2002, this Ali Hadiat opened fire at the El Al Airlines ticket counter at LAX. I remember that story. Murdering two ticket agents and wounding three others. How about Ahmed Amin El Mufti? An Egyptian national entering the U.S. through a distant relative via chain migration. And became a U.S. citizen after arriving. Last month, El Mofti was killed during a shootout after allegedly opening fire and targeting police at multiple locations in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This is all part of the list that the White House put out. Saying, these are solid reasons why we need to end chain migration and the visa diversity lottery. I mean, what other president's going to do this? Akayed Ula, a Bangladeshi national, entered the U.S. in 2011 through chain migration. Ula was allowed to enter the country as the family member of a visa lottery winner. Oh, again, the visa lottery to the chain migration. December 12th, this past year, just not even three months ago, Ula allegedly attempted to detonate a homemade pipe bomb in the New York City Port Authority bus terminal. Remember that? When it failed and only hurt himself and four bystanders? 
Remember the video? You saw the video, right? Yeah. So uh, many of the 15 jihadis were clear to become citizens under George W. Bush and Barack Obama. Even though the citizen, citizen application document, the N-400, asks people, you ready for this? Have you ever been a member of or in any way associated, either directly or indirectly, with A, the Communist Party, B, any other totalitarian organization, C, a terrorist organization? Uh, amazingly, they all lied. Have you ever advocated, directly or indirectly, the overthrow of any government by force or violence? Have you ever persecuted? Directly or indirectly, any person because of race, religion, national origin, membership in a particular social group or political opinion. Hmm. So the 15 people, uh, just a small share of jihadis convicted in the U.S. Breitbart has an example. By July 2016, 101 people named Muhammad or a derivative have been convicted of jihad-related crimes. Hmm. Trump, his first executive order directed against jihadis, he sought to exclude people with hateful attitude from citizenship. But that was removed. That was removed because it's just mean and stuff, right? Liberal judge, pro-diversity people. You can't just say if you hate, you have a hateful attitude toward America and stuff and certain religions in America, that's not reason enough to not be allowed in. Uh-huh. This is from the Trump uh, January pro-American immigration policy, January of like last year. In order to protect Americans, the United States must ensure that those admitted to this country do not bear hostile attitudes toward it and its founding principles. What an idea! The United States cannot and should not admit those who do not support the Constitution or those who would place violent ideologies over American law. Hello! How much more do you want? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Yep. Uh, so, again, let me ask you. You should be, I mean, I know, well, I'm not happy. It's not over with. Well, Trump is not a dictator. Right? He's not going to create this kind of a program that all of a sudden ends this on his own the way, the same way Obama created DACA. It's just not going to happen. It's not right. But at least he's fighting, man. He's putting it out there. Who else would have done this? You think Jeb? Wait till you hear what John Kasich had to say. That that meatball, John Kasich. We'll get to him in just Hillary a Hillary would have done this. Oh, yeah, she would have. And we don't need more of these. <laughs> Mark, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, hi. So, you know, these things, that, that the diversity lottery, yeah. we, we throw in the word diversity because we have to have more of that. You yeah. can't argue with that. But, you know, in Massachusetts, they give the uh, driver's exam in 47 different languages, literally. I mean... <sighs> I, I think we're pretty diverse. I mean, how much more diverse we get at this rate? We're going to have to start importing people who speak English to meet the quotas for diversity. Yeah, no kidding, right? You know, who speaks English? Three people of a hundred raise their hand. And by the yeah. way, you know it's it's so it's comforting they do that. I mean, it's mean if you don't, of course, but you don't see uh, street signs and uh, and and uh, and directions and warnings in forty-seven different languages. That's, it's so that's stupid. Exactly right. It's and I was so actually dumb. down at DMV the other day, and they, I saw that you only have to get 70% right on the test to get, I mean, in any language to get a, a driver's license here in this country. It doesn't matter which 30%, you get the stoplight one wrong, uh, the kids <laughs> in crosswalk one, that's wrong, that's the license. <laughs> Can't, yeah, you got to keep the economy going. Get to work, go spend money, oversee it. That, it's, that's what it is. I, I know, it's, 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 uh, it's horrendous. 
And by the way, maybe this the leaders of Tucson should call for that. They should call for uh, maybe people should take you know, it should be a more strict driver's test considering people get run over in the crosswalks here. Yeah, I mean, they consider bikers hiking targets here. I mean, you know. Oh God! All right, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, it's. It's just, you know what, let's play John Kasich real fast. Actually, you know what, we're going to play when we get back. It's the A21. Uh, Rhino John Kasich. Holy smokes. It's a good thing this guy only won his own state by five points over Trump, just by five in Ohio. This guy is so out of his mind. He did an interview with amnesty pusher Jorge Ramos, who hopefully will have even a worse year this year than he did last year. That was the worst of his life. Uh, He was asked about ICE. Wait till you hear what John Kasich said about ICE agents. And on top of that, climate change, I threw that one in just to be fun. Uh, we'll get that. It's coming up in 5. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. In talk. 829, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. iHeart Channel as well, iHeartRadio.com. Podcasts are put up by Ryan. Entire shows, highlights, you name it. What's the matter? Why give me a look? What look? I don't know, just the look. Just the look. All right, so it's all there. Sunny and a high of about 80 today. Chilly outside right now, though. It's chilly in here. It is. I like it that way. Cold-blooded. Anyway, so... um Cold-blooded. Yeah, exactly. So I want you to hear this. I got uh, Good. hope it hurts. Setting in. I want you to hear this. John Kasich talks to Jorge Ramos, who hates uh, borders. He hates walls, except around his home. He's cool with that. Uh, but he hates them, right? He just doesn't like them. So uh, Jorge Ramos interviews John Kasich because John Kasich is a sympathizer. He he is a, he is like a, a a version of Jeff Flake and John McCain. Um, one twenty two. What John Kasich says about ICE agents is absolutely insane. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. I don't think they should be citizens, uh, but I think they should be able Legal to aliens. be here. Yes, yes, and live in our country. But the exactly. idea that we would just try to go round them up and look these stories mm-hmm. where these ICE agents are going into people's homes. To me, that's not my country. That's not the way that I think we should handle these things. I think it's dead wrong. You mean ICE doing their job? He said DACA people should stay here. Yeah, sure, they shouldn't be, shouldn't be citizens. They should be able to stay here. Yeah, why not drive down wages anymore? Yeah, sure. They should say, and for ICE agents, they're dead wrong about it. They want to do their job? I mean, they know people are here illegally, and they have a warrant, and they go in, and they arrest them? I mean, how dare they do that? That's not, that's not my country course if somebody is wanted for other things bank robbery uh, drugs or whatever crime you want domestic violence no problem going in there if authorities go get them but ice no you can't you jerks one more from this uh this guy 123 he followed up with this and i was like i just want to play this to you for fun here we go i also believe that uh, that there is climate change so i've been fighting with my legislature because i happen to believe in mandating uh solar and wind and there you have it what more do you need to know about this guy huh my goodness gracious. All right, one more. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins of the Eagles is on CNN this morning. Uh, and, you know, they just, uh, they, I don't want to, White House? No way. Trump's there. Terrible. We got to open this up and play number 125, right, if you don't mind. We got to play it, and I'm going to stop it for certain things. He's celebrating. He's on CNN. Listen to this. Here we go. President Trump, last night after the game, he tweeted congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles on a great Super Bowl victory. I know you've been asked this. Do you intend to go to the White House for a celebration? No, I personally do not uh, anticipate uh, intending that. What message would you like to send to the president? 
<laughs> I don't have a message for the president. Of course not. Um, you know, my, my message has been, has been clear all year. Um, I'm about, you know, creating positive change in, in the communities that, that I come from, whether it be Philadelphia, uh, New Jersey, Ohio, Louisiana, or this entire country. I want to see changes in our criminal justice system. I want to see us uh, push for economical and, econo uh, and educational advancement um, in communities of color and low-income communities. Mm. And I want to see our relationships between our communities and our law enforcement uh, be, be advanced. And, that's what myself and my peers have been pushing for for the last two years, and that's what I'll continue to do. So you're not going to go and say, shake hands with the guy and be like, well, thanks for uh, helping the black community by making uh, jobs more available. No, it's not positive enough. Not positive. Well, he didn't do that. Yeah, no, black, yeah, black, black unemployment, uh, uh, lowest it's ever been. Eh, you know what? Nah, well, that's he's because a jerk. Of, of Obama policy, of course. Yeah, what when, are you talking about when we had record high unemployment in the black community. But no, no, no. Now it's now it's different. Now it's different. Uh, Eight thirty-three. Uh, we're gonna have some fun coming up. Also, in about uh, six minutes. This is uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, college students asked about the State of the Union. This time, after the State of the Union was over, right? So the day after the State of the Union, they were asked uh, in New York City what they thought of certain things that Donald Trump said, except. They're actually things Barack Obama said. Wait till you hear their reaction. It's coming up right now on KNST. It's Fox. Wife. Yeah, ask your wife. Yeah, it'd be funny if you ran into my wife, though. Be like, you're Garrett's wife? You did marry up. No, I'm just kidding. How do you put up with him? Oh, well, that too. That, uh, yes, that that'll too. be a speech. Yep. <laughs> Three things I think you need to know this Stop morning. Stop laughing. It's not I'm funny. Trying, You're I'm supposed trying, to I'm deny trying, it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, this is actually big. Okay, I've been telling you about uh, the the uh, Super Bowl, right? Nick Foles, U of A, former U of A quarterback, MVP uh, of the Super Bowl game. I mean, incredible stuff, leading the Eagles over the um, the Patriots. Well, the ratings are out. Eight-year low. People are pissed, man. And the NFL's still in denial. I don't know what their problem is, man. They just, if you're NBC or Fox or CBS, do you not say... Hey, guys, we pay your salaries. The reason you, you make this much money is because we pay your league a gazillion dollars, billions of dollars to broadcast it. Now, you're making people not watch us. You better stop it if you want to get paid. That's what I would say, right? Eight-year low in ratings for the Super Bowl. Uh, down, I'd say, 3% from the earliest numbers that eventually came out anyway, so it's... It's not good. It's not good for the NFL. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is the FISA memo is out. McCain and Flake were against releasing it. McCain even went as far as saying this only helps Putin and releasing this memo serves no American interests. Of course, Americans unhappy that the government spies upon them by lying about the by lying to get a warrant to do it. Yeah, I mean, and, and all for political reasons, by the way. Why should any American be upset with that? Thanks, McCain. Thanks, Flake. Flake said, oh, this is going to be dangerous to how we actually, uh, we, we, uh, our, our intelligence services. No, it's not. But thanks, Flake. Uh, by the way, not one Democrat, you tell me, not one Democrat over the weekend said, this part of it is wrong, this memo. This part of it is incorrect. Zero. None of them. Third thing I think you need to know, leave it to John McCain to team up with a Democrat out of nowhere introducing a bill apparently either today or whatever it might be they're planning to introduce a bill an immigration bill that would literally give a pathway to citizenship to all daca illegal aliens at the same time giving zero dollars to the wall but to pay for a study 
so they can figure out what they need to do to secure the border. The 95th study to do that, and nothing's ever done. Get out of here, McCain. By the way, Trump tweeted, any DACA bill that has no wall is just a waste of time. I'm paraphrasing. Oh, there, any DACA deal. Yeah, it doesn't include strong border security and the wall, waste of time. What a joke. McCain, three things I think you need to know. I put that on my Facebook page, by the way, so you can read that article. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. You can comment as well. People are putting some pretty uh, colorful things. Let's put it that way, okay? All right, let's play this uh, this video. I'll put this also up on my page at uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. It's, uh, it's really, really good. Like and follow me there, by the way. Campus Reform did it again. They go uh, the day after the State of the Union to John Jay College out in New York City. And they asked the students, you'll hear the guy, what do you think about uh, what some of the things Trump said yesterday? And they read them, but it wasn't Trump that said them. It was Obama. And then they tell them afterwards, Obama said, and their reaction is awesome. Listen to this. Here we go. I'm Kyler Phillips with Campus Reform. Yes. Today we're at John Jay College getting reactions to President Trump's State of the Union address last night. We're going to give them a few quotes from the speech and ask their reaction. Mm-hmm. Except the quotes we're giving them are actually from President Obama's State of the Union addresses. What will they have to say? Let's find out. So I have a few quotes here from the State of the Union. I want to get your feedback first. Uh, talking about ISIS saying, quote, we need to call them what they are, killers and fanatics who have to be hunted down and destroyed. What's your thought on that? Well, first off, ISIS is fake. It's something the government made up so they can continue doing what they want to do, which is world domination. Donald Trump should, like, you know, mind his own business and, like, just focus on America because he's the president of the United States, not of the whole world. I feel like that's a very strong statement. Um, And when you say something like that, it kind of makes you, like, a target. Or if you're a threat to this country, we're going to get you for that. It's, It's just ridiculous. Next up. Uh, talking about the general uh, world stage saying, quote, when you come after Americans, we come after you. It yeah. may take time, but we have long memories and our reach has no limit. What's your thought on that? Um, well, Obama well, said it, remember? I don't think that's a good way of handling something. It's like he doesn't think before speaking and how, uh. how it's going to offend a lot of people. He should be careful because there's other countries out in the world that has like, you know, like automatic weapons and, you know, nuclear bombs. I mean, he's got small hands, so I don't know about his reach, so. And, and finally talking about China, saying China wants to write the rules. That would put us at a disadvantage. Why should we let that happen? We should write those rules. I wouldn't mess with China. He's over the top in general, so it's par for this. It's like everything is out the window. Like, oh, whatever he's, oh, oh, China, China, China. I guess the way that he wow. approaches things is very aggressive, and that's not mm. the best way to approach situations. Here what we if go. I told you? That all three of these quotes were actually from President Obama's State of the Unions. <laughs> um, oh. All right. What's your thought? Are you surprised? Full of what? Um, kind of, yeah. It's actually crazy to hear that. I think there's a bias against President Trump when it comes to hearing a speech like the State of the Union. Um, yeah, I, I do think there's a bias. I guess uh, bias is really bad in general just because uh, you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not right. I am definitely not a huge fan of him. However, I think, um, you know, being closed-minded is probably more dangerous than anything he could do. Some people are quick to, like, judge you on Donald Trump just because, um, like, a few things he say. But I think, like, if they paid into his whole presidency, like, maybe they'll, like, have a, like, a better, um, like, you know, outlook on him and a better, like, you know, perspective in general. Because, unfortunately, a lot of times what you hear is tainted by bias, and you really can't go off that. So do your own research, educate mm-hmm. yourself. It's your duty. It's, you know, it's the future of the country. Hmm. Whoops. Nope. Yeah. Just don't vote. Just do me a favor. Do not vote. 
You're not smart. You can educate yourself. Maybe you could be smart one day or educated. Who knows? But don't vote. Fools. How about that? I'll put that up. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. It'll be up there soon. Uh, I want you to hear something real fast. 849 now on KNST AM 790. Uh, do you know that uh, John McCain's daughter got married? Do you know that? Megan got married. And again, just add it up. Okay. She just randomly gets married. Spur of the moment. Dad's diagnosed with the brain cancer. I mean, there's a reason all this is happening. Uh, she married some guy named Ben Dominic or Dominic, whatever, and whatever. And he was on face the nation. He's a political writer and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. Uh, so he's Mr. Megan McCain. And they asked him on face the nation. This is John McCain's son-in-law. Now they asked him on face the nation about Trey Gowdy and some Republicans retiring and stuff like, that. you know, maybe it's, it's just a grind for the good ones like Trey Gowdy. Everything of that. Anyway, uh, throw me, am I up over there? Okay. This is what his reaction is. What, what's the deal? What's the deal? You know, um, a lot of Republicans are now leaving. Uh, Trey Gowdy, just the latest announced he's departing. What is going on? And should Democrats actually be hardened by this or what? And this is what uh, uh, Mr. Meghan McCain had to say. What? I, I, think that, I think that Jamel is correct when he says that the simplest explanation is that Congress, <laughs> this isn't a very fun place to work these days. Uh- really? Congress isn't a, so you don't like winning? Congress isn't a fun place to work. Let me just give you something real quick, okay? And this is for Mr. Meghan McCain and everybody else. Uh, at the uh, GOP retreat in West Virginia, Trump told lawmakers, he's up there, he said, I just looked at some of the numbers, and you've even done better than you thought. Talking about poll numbers. He talked about him with National Republican Congressional Committee Chairman Steve Stiver, Stivers, who's a congressman from Ohio. Uh, Stivers told reporters after talking about the polling numbers with Trump, quote, the numbers are pretty good. And that's one example of how things are getting better. Stiver said the bump in Trump's approval rating, again, to 49%, is a good sign for Republicans running for re-election. Quote, no president in their second year has seen their approval rating go up, except now this one. This is Congressman Steve Stivers. Stivers. So apparently they're doing okay. But McCain's son-in-law, ah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, GOP lawmakers discussed the favorable turn in poll numbers during their retreats. Remember, the generic poll, who do you like better, Republican or Democrat, went from 15-point advantage to Dems in December to just a two-point lead last week. Whoops. Just wanted to point that out. I like pointing that out. 851 will continue in 5. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes, I agree. I agree. Hi. How's it going? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 907, sun is shining. It's still cold, though, but it should be uh, 80 like you just heard and around there. It should be beautiful. There are three things, by the way, that I think you need to know. Uh, Number one, John McCain snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Trump has the Dems boxed in about DAC and illegal immigration. So good old John McCain, who you haven't heard anything from in months, comes out and says, in a statement, of course, I'm teaming up with uh, Chris Koontz, and uh, we got an immigration bill. It's going to give a pathway to citizenship for the DACA illegals. Uh, no funding for the wall, but we're going to pay for a study on how to secure the border. Genius. Freaking genius. Trump already downplayed it. said if there's any bill coming out that has no funding for the wall, no, no plan for border security, it's a waste of time. What a meathead. Who comes up with that? I mean, that, can we just call John McCain either dumb or corrupt or both? Anyway, vindictive. It's really just a stupid thing. I mean, just only a moron would do that. Like, if Democrats did that, you'd go, what morons? And John McCain does it. Anyway, second thing. 
that I think you need to know. Pfizer memo comes out. Uh, more on that uh, in just a second. Great insight coming more up. More on that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, McCain was against uh, the release of the memo because he said it only helps Putin, doesn't help American interests. What are you, nuts? Uh, Jeff Flake was against it, says it's going to somehow harm the way that our intel community does its job. Right, right, geniuses, right, geniuses. Isn't that just nice? Uh, by the way, not one Democrat has come out and said, this part of the memo is incorrect. Remember that, okay? Remember that. Third thing I think you need to know, Super Bowl ratings. They are out and they are down. They are down, just like the Grammys and the rest of them. Uh, the ratings have dropped to an eight year low an eight-year low for the Super Bowl. There's Tom Brady and the Eagles and all this other stuff, an eight-year low. I think you have uh, I think you've made your point to the NFL. And those are three things that I think you need to know. FISA memo comes out, right? FISA memo comes out, and you see it, you read it. It's very simple. It's like literally like, you know, it's a few paragraphs. It's that easy. Some people are just too lazy to depend on the media, and the media twists it and contorts it. It's just, what a pain in the butt. But you read it, and I went over it uh, earlier. You want to know who the hell is going to go to prison for this? Will there be a perp walk? What exactly is illegal? What's the next step? I mean, I have those questions. So do you, right? Uh, Tom Del Picaro, attorney, former chairman of the California Republican Party, joins me now to, to talk about this. Tom, thanks for the time this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Garrett. Thanks for having me on. Sure, you okay after the whole Super Bowl hangover and everything? You're all right? You're good to go? You know, I'm originally from New York, so as, as a forlorn Jet fan, there's nothing better than watching the Patriots lose. There you go. I mean, I'm from Long Island also. Are you an Islanders fan or a Rangers fan? Uh, they didn't even exist, those Islanders. I'm from Huntington, New York, and Glencoe. What about you? Comac. All right. There you go. My well, old neighbor. Well, considering you're not an Islanders fan, we might have to end this interview right now, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, uh... <laughs> Sorry. I moved long ago. That's all right. That's all. You could still become one of us. You'd be, you know, have have a bunch of uh, uh, just disdain and and depression. It's okay. Um, right. So this Pfizer memo comes out. Um, I want to get your take on this as a guy that's been very involved in the Republican Party or attorney. You probably, you obviously, you you can understand the legal aspect more than me. Um, so good. I actually have uh, uh, a big piece coming out in Forbes later today, a, a timeline of all these events. But with specifically regard to the memo, people need to realize this. When they went and got a FISA application, it was originally denied in July. And what they wanted to do was spy on a guy named Carter Page, who's really a minimalistic, not important figure. But they were using him, meaning Comey, the FBI, and DOJ, these certain officials, to get a window into other people. By himself, he's meaningless. Now, I've been an attorney 30 years. When I bring evidence to the court and I want them to consider it for whatever order I'm seeking, I have to say, judge, and I say this under penalty of perjury, this is valid evidence that you should consider as true. So what happened in October when they went back to spy out, they said, look, we want to spy on Carter Page. Now, they got turned down once before. You don't get to go back with the same info. You've got to come back with new info. And what Comey did is he said the dossier was valid, Judge. This information is good. Spy on an American because of this information. But we also know 
that in January of the next year, he told the world, Trump and others, that it was unverified. Yep. So there's no question that, that they lied to spy on Americans. That's really the biggest thing that comes out of the memo. Now, sure, there's other examples in there, like that the DOJ, there's a DOJ's official, Bruce Orr, whose wife oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is funneling information through, she's working for GPS, using GPS, funneling information you know, to her husband. And, how do you, how do you think yeah, those dinner conversations were, huh? What do you think they talked about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, look, they also left stuff out of the spying application, which any judge would have looked at and said, I'm sorry, you're telling me the Hillary campaign and the DNC paid for this. You're telling me this is, this is unverified. And a couple of other items, the judge would have said, come back when you have corroboration, not a Yahoo story that was planted by the guy who wrote this. Yes. But come back when you have more information. And you ask an important question. Where does this go from here? By the way, let me ask you a question. Hmm. You know who knows all of this stuff? You know who knows the DNC paid for it? You know that it was unverified? Who knew that Comey vouched for this? You know who knows all this stuff? Trump. Mueller. Oh, Mueller. Let me ask you a question. Mueller knows all of the shenanigans that has gone on. He knew about Peter Strzok winding down the Hillary investigation so she's not harmed during the election. He, he knows the FISA applications contain lies. Why hasn't he blown the whistle on this stuff? Why didn't he go, there was some real wrongs here? Why is he just... And, and by the way, they also knew... <laughs> about that same time, there really was no Russian collusion because after they started spying, right away they could see there was nothing really there. So let me ask you Why this. Hang, 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 hang on one second. Blow the yeah. whistle? Well, because he's part of this, the deep state, I'm assuming, right? I mean, he wants to just drag this out. Absolutely. And he wants, yeah, now he's trying to make lies on the people for a new crime. Let me ask you something because. Right. They, they were sp- people were spying on uh, some Russian guy that Mike Flynn was talking to. Right. And then all of a sudden they said, Correct. we need to know who that American is. And they unmask that it's Mike Flynn and they use it against him. So do you think, you know, all your background in this as an attorney, former head of the uh, chairman of the California Republican Party, did they just go after some guy, Carter Page, who maybe had some he went to Moscow once, whatever it might be, whatever it is. If they they got a warrant to spy on him, hoping that one day he would talk to Trump, and they could hear that, could they then legally say, we need to unmask that person? Who is that? We need to know who that is. And then they could start spying on Trump whenever they wanted? Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, also George Papadopoulos, the same thing. They, If you look at this timeline I'm going to put out, you're going to see how at the first half of the year it's Hillary and how they want to wind it down so that she's let free. And immediately when they're done with her, they turn to Trump. And they seize on Papadopoulos, who apparently drunk somebody. Oh, this Kremlin's got dirt on Hillary. Well, of course they do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's the Clintons. They've known them forever. And then right away they start up on Trump. And, and so they use Papadopoulos, and they use this Carter Page guy. Carter Page was under surveillance in 2013. He's, he's no question he's a, a, a Russian sympathizer. He wants to do business in Russia. But you're absolutely right. These figures as themselves are meaningless. They use them hoping to 
to uh, spy and then find out information about the transition and everything. They had actually hoped that they would unmask information uh, prior to the election that they could dump. Exactly. Yes. They use these meaningless figures hoping to get higher up. Tom Del Bacaro is who you're listening to on KNST AM790, former chairman of the California Republican Party. And as you hear, going to have a piece later today at Forbes. I'm assuming at Forbes.com it'll be out there so people can go check it out, right? Absolutely. Okay. And politicalvanguard.com. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, I'm just curious because we're like battered. I mean, I went and told my wife this stuff, and my wife uh, just looks at me and says, that's nice. I'm sick of like getting teased by this. Is anybody ever going to pay the price and go to prison? Because it seems like all these bad things happen and nobody ever pays the price. And this is going to be really dangerous if no one does for some of these things, for lying to the FISA court, for spying. If we let them get away with this, it's, it's, it's incredibly serious because that tells people nothing, nothing's going to happen to me, so why not? I should do it, too. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad thing. I can't guarantee you they would, even though there's clear... Look, Cheryl Mills full-on lied to the FBI when she said, well, I didn't realize Hillary was using private email uh, until I heard about it in the news, or Uma Abedin said something similar. In fact, she knew all along, and in fact, when the president came on TV and said, oh, I learned about it in the news, she knew the president was lying because the president was using a false ID email address to communicate with Hillary in her non-State Department email. So the president lied on TV. And the reason why you never had a prosecution of Hillary for the email thing is because that would have implicated the president, Obama. And where was that going to go? Oh, wow. Like, she, everybody should be cynical that th- they have one set of rules, and, and poor little you and me and everyone else has a different. Exactly. So then answer me this. Uh, I mean, we see a lot of bad things in this memo, you know, things they did were very shady. Um, what's right. illegal? Is, is it just illegal to lie to the FISA score, which is a big deal. I don't want to downplay it. But what illegalities are there where the people could actually be investigated and charged? There's, it is criminal for an attorney to, to knowingly lie to a court. What happens is, in this particular case, there's a federal law that says you can't use the color of the law to take away the rights of I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. to take away the rights of other individuals. There is no question that James Comey knew he was lying. He's admitted it when he said it was unverified months later, that he did that to take away Carter Page's rights. And if they can show that really what they were doing was spying on a whole bunch of people, it includes President Trump's right, then candidate Trump's right to, to run for office. And just to show you how ludicrous this is, Hillary was, was exonerated before her interview. Her interview was three hours long. It was not. There's no transcript, and it wasn't under oath. Brad Pitt was questioned for 20-something like 11 hours over his treatment of his children on a plane. Donald Trump Jr. was had that twenty minute meeting in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. He he was subjected to over twenty hours of questioning by the FBI. But Hillary got three hours, and it wasn't even recorded. I mean, just show you the abuse of Comey and the rest of these people. 
But the answer to your question is, it is it in and of itself it was a crime for Comey to knowingly lie to the court, and it is a crime for all of these things to unmask people, to spy on people, to take away their rights for alternative reasons, not the truth about those particular individuals. So could any there there would be no charges then brought up by I mean it's just shady characters. The Strokes, Peter Stroke, the Bruce Orr, oh, yeah. the Andrew McCabe, would no, they, no, would no, they... they stroke, stroke and or uh, obstructed justice. Oh, okay. stroke, there's a, there's a, the, as, as soon as it becomes, what you'll find in this timeline is Ted Cruz pulls out of the, uh, the race, right? Yep. And it's that, at that point, Trump's going to be the nominee. The moment Peter Schrock hears that, he texts to his paramour, Lisa Page, oh, the pressure's on now to end the Hillary investigation, which tells you he wasn't following the evidence. He was following a timeline to help her. What his actions of exonerating her despite the actual evidence is itself obstruction of justice. So what's the next thing? Okay, you, you say Comey obviously said, Judge, this, this dossier is top-notch, all good, and then months later, under oath, lies about it, so he lied to the judge, it appears. Uh, what what do you do? What what happens next? Is the attorney general's office that investigates? Do they subpoena the the transcripts of the FISA meetings or the, or the FISA you know, warrant? How that whole thing came about? Well, there, we we have this process within the Justice Department and Inspector General who's questioning why Andrew McCabe, whose wife got over seven hundred thousand from a Clinton yeah. ally to run for office. He sat on the new emails for months so that the clock would run out prior to the election. That Inspector General's report is going to come out, and you're going to see a ton of other factual findings. You're going to get other memos out of the, uh, the Republican House. At that point, it's up to the DOJ, <laughs> yeah. who's Rod Rosenstein, part of this, who Rod Rosenstein renewed a FISA application and didn't tell the court, oh, by the way, there was a bunch of lies in the past. So it would be up to the DOJ at that point to charge people, do further investigation and or charge people, which is the problem because people have no faith in it. And you know what, people, you, you hear all this stuff, oh, the FBI's one, the FBI people are working hard, they're wonderful people, we should, we should revere the FBI. No, 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 no. We are not a nation that was created to revere government. We're a nation created to revere liberty and to be skeptical of government. There's a big difference. Yep, you're right. So then what should Trump do? Uh, should Trump fire Rosenstein? I mean, how does this guy still have his job where he's that powerful? Or is it just, you know, all you fire him all of a sudden, uh, these and, idiots in the media and, barking? And there's evidence coming out that Rosenstein threatened yep. House investigators. Look, Rosenstein should be pushed out. Trump shouldn't do it personally. He should remain uh, bigger than this and trying to solve problems instead of what your uh, flaky McCain yeah. doing. Yeah. And, and Rosenstein should be pushed out. He should be brought before Congress, and those congressional members should, should say outright, why did you threaten me? And, and Rosenstein needs to be pushed out. But Jeff Sessions, there, there probably should be, sadly, an independent counsel so that charges actually will be brought, and they need to find an attorney who doesn't have a Washington address to do it. So do you think, do you think Sessions will do that? I mean, that's what it takes. It's, it's going to need a, an independent lawyer to, to go do this. Sessions can just say, dude, you're shady. Get out of my department. Well, he should do that with Rod Rosenstein. 
Rosenstein. Yeah. If there's proof that Rosenstein was directing people, you can't do that. No, exactly. Uh, and, you know, look, at this point, I've called for uh, Rudy Giuliani to replace Sessions. Well, if we don't clean this up, who's to say that what's the next person going to do? This is the biggest election-related abuse in government history. Yep. So, so you know, if remember, they'll do to you what you let them do to you. And we got to draw the line. Um, uh, last one for me. By the way, Tom Del Beccaro, who you're listening to, former chairman of the California Republican Party. Good luck with that. When, uh, yeah, yeah, it, probably a lot worse now. Uh, attorney and uh, has a, a column coming out in Forbes today about all this with the timeline. Um, do you, for, two part. Do you think there's actually going to be people brought up on charges? Uh, and two, how long do you think this is going to take? Uh, to bring people on charges related to the memo yes. will probably take another year oh, or so. God, um, and I think it's it's only sadly it's only fifty fifty that that will occur. Man, I'm telling. It's not just that you know, it's 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 not just that you you know you people were you know elected leaders anybody else worry about being spied upon. It's people like me and my wife that sit back and say, "What the hell's the point?" You know. Well, look at look at Flynn. Flynn, yeah. I agree. Here's Flynn, who whose memory of a conversation months ago alters slightly from what they caught him doing. I'll tell you this. Paul Manafort has a Fourth Amendment claim that since the FISA applications were based on lies and never should have been out there, he can make an argument that they had no right to bring, that any of the evidence that eventually followed from that, Mm -hmm. none of that should come in, which includes the spying on him. And he may have a way out. Okay, and real last one, Tom. Um, Trump says this vindicates him. Uh, do you? Th- I mean, I, obviously, if there's no dossier, it was central to getting the FISA warrant. If there's no dossier, fake dossier, and they don't tell, they they omit that to the judge that DNC and Hillary paid for it. Would there would there have not been an, an, uh, a Robert Mueller investigating this whole situation? There's now 20 months since they started talking, or I'm sorry, 19 months since they started talking about Russia. There's Nothing. No evidence yeah. of this. So he is vindicated in that regard. There would have been no Mueller investigation. And the fact that they're just searching for liars instead of actually looking. There was collusion. Hillary? Yes. Oh, oh, big point here. Big point. Hillary and the DMC start paying for the dossier in uh, May of 2016. Okay? She, she lies on federal campaign uh uh, submissions, because she what she does is she pays Perkin Cooey a law firm, and Perkin Cooey pays for Fusion GPS. Yeah, opposition That's research. That's why yeah. you're yeah. not allowed to do that. If she had, if she had put in proper campaign disclosures, that payment to Fusion GPS would have been known in July of 2016, and this would have been blown up then. But she got around that through the attorneys. And you have to ask yourself the question, why, ha- why has she never been fined for that campaign violation? Because it was the Obama uh, administration who wasn't going to do anything. And that's why we have no faith in, in uh, our government. Uh, Tom, man, thank no, you for the time. skepticism. Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I was skepticism, but it seems like nobody pays the price that really does anything bad, and right. they go after people like Flynn who got jobbed. So it just, it just stinks. Um, Tom exactly. Del Beccaro, dude, appreciate the time. You're, you're going to have a piece at Forbes.com. What was the other website to go to as well? 
politicalvanguard.com, and you can get my book, The Divided Era, on Amazon. Bring me back sometime. You got it, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much for the time this morning. Yeah, and we learned uh, so much, so much. What insight, huh? What do you think? 880-KNST, 880-5678, your reaction. Oh, I have more, too. Uh, we have some sound bites to play, too. Trey Gowdy. We have all kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Ah, uh, yes. 943 on this Monday, February 5th. Thank you for hanging out. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, ratings for the Super Bowl. Let's just start with that. That's what you like, right? Eight-year low. But hey, you know what? There's nothing to do. It doesn't correlate with the kneeling at all, right? No, 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 no. Again, of course, the U of A uh, product, Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP. Good for him. Second thing I think you need to know, uh, John McCain, uh, one of the biggest uh, morons ever with this idea. I mean, seriously, like I'm not being disrespectful. This is just stupid. If, if you thought, if you heard someone, some lawmaker has come up with an idea to introduce a bill to give a pathway to citizenship, Right now, the DAC illegals offer no money to build the wall, but pay to actually have a study done on how to best secure the border. You'd be like, what a moron. Well, that's John McCain's idea. He's teaming up with the Democrat Chris Coons. Yep, that's right. Uh, the president has the, the Dems boxed in a corner, and McCain comes in to give him a, a lifeline out. I mean, it's never going to go anywhere. Trump already tweeted, if there's no wall, no border security, don't bother coming with any kind of immigration plan. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, this FISA memo, just so you know, McCain and Flake both against it. McCain actually put out a statement that you were helping, Trump was helping Putin by exposing FBI agents and the DOJ and the Democrat Party from abusing their power and spying on Americans. You're somehow helping, he's somehow helping Putin. Yes, Trump. Yep. And Flake was like, this is going to harm the way the FBI and intelligence communities do their jobs. No, it's not. No, it's not. But that's what those two geniuses said. And again, this is the big thing. Not one Democrat has come forward and said, you know, <clears throat> I think that, uh, I think this part is wrong and that part's wrong. And you didn't, you didn't hear any of that, did you? Nope, 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 nope. And those are three things I think you need to know, which again, very, very, very important. By the way, what about that, uh, that interview? I mean, and just, we want to see a perp walk. Who doesn't want to see a perp walk, right? We all want the perp walk. I get it is okay. It's we sit back, we say, who the hell is going to pay the price for this? And how and why? And why does it take so long? You and me do this. We're done in like what? I mean, weeks. I mean, it's not hard. Weeks. It's not hard. You're already in jail. Oh boy. They threw the jail away. Yeah, it's it's just it's not it's not good. It's not good. Uh there's more, by the way. There's always Always, always more. Uh, the media, again, the media said, hey, this thing is bad. I mean, they didn't give an actual example, right? No actual example. With this, with this memo of what is incorrect. I mean, all the, the shady things, the bad things, the lying that happened. Yet, did you hear the media? This is on uh, my page at KNST.com. I'll stick it on my Facebook page. Throw them up over there real quick. I just want you to hear the montage because this is really good. This the is reviews are media. Good. Yes. And Congressman He's, Nunes' memo was a dud. dud. The Nunes memo is a dud. dud. Let's start with Sean Hannity. Uh, not to be undeterred uh, by the sort of dud factor of the memo. That this dud. Is 
memo was a complete dud. dud. It overpromised and underdelivered. I mean, it's hmm. it's pretty much a dud. I, I, mean, I got to tell you though, I mean, it's kind of a dud. It doesn't really deliver. Dud. I prefer really big revealing documents to really I narrow bet duds. You do. This looks like a dud. I could tell you from reading this memo and consulting with a wide range of experts, it's a dud. This memo is a dud. It's a dud. Nothing. Nothing. A dud. Dud. But it is nothing. A nothing burger. And less interesting about this memo is what what is in it. It's pretty much a nothing burger. A nothing burger. Quote, dishonest, misleading, partisan nothing burger. Nothing. The only thing I fear from this memo, because I think it's really been a huge dud. Uh, some of the GOP uh, Tea Party members were out there saying that this mm. is the most vile thing they'd ever seen. Uh, and mm. it's a big dud. Uh, it's a dud. Unfortunately, it fell flat yesterday, much, I think, to the chagrin of the president. This memo was a complete dud. Everybody knows it was kind of a dud, even the people in the Republican Party who thought they were going to start some big trial balloon here. Nothing changed. It's almost an embarrassment. Wow. How big is it? Trey Gowdy, number 117. Trey Gowdy on, I believe it was Face the Nation. Uh, about the FISA memo and the dossier and how big was the dossier. Listen to uh, Trey Gowdy. Here we go. We should dig into this because you are, from my understanding, the only Republican investigator on the House Intelligence Committee who actually viewed the FISA applications, everything that went into essentially putting together this memo. So w when you're talking about this Steele memo, you are not saying that it was the sole piece of evidence used to justify these four authorizations of the surveillance warrant, are you? No. Um, it was not the exclusive information relied upon by, uh, by the FISA court. Would it have been authorized were it not for that dossier? No, it would not have been. Um, and How can and, you say that? Because it was authorized four times by separate judges. Right, right? and the information was in there all four times. Mm -hmm. uh, and the judge doesn't mm -hmm. do independent research. Nope. So how is he going to say this is not true? It's a big thing. It's not a nothing burger. It's a big deal right there. As a matter of fact, apparently it's just the beginning. Let's hear uh, Sarah Carter, number 118, real quick. Sarah Carter, 118, uh, what she said on Hannity Show. Go ahead. My sources are telling me it's 10% of what is coming. So maybe there's even more, Sean, out there than what we expect. And this is even more important. The investigation is now going to be reversed. I know that members of Congress are going to call for a special counsel to investigate the investigators. There is going to be a number of people involved in this. Also, the information, as you reported, that's going to the IG, they're, they're going to look at criminality here. Was there anything criminal going on? And from what appearances look like, there was. So they lied to the FISA courts, allegedly, and that's what they're going to be looking at. Ooh. I tell you, Sean, this is just the beginning. This is not right, the end, right. and the investigation is in reverse. Oh, boy. Just the beginning. And Beth, Greg Jarrett, I'll, I'll let you hear what he... To follow up on what uh, uh, Tom said, Tom Del Bacaro, who was on the show earlier, listen, 120, 119, sorry, 119. Tom uh, is talking about Rosenstein, the deputy AG, threatening people. Back off. Don't investigate. Listen to what Greg Jarrett said. I don't know, but I can tell you a congressional source tells me that Rod Rosenstein, in a meeting three weeks ago, threatened uh, the Chairman Nunes and uh, wow. members of Congress that he was going to subpoena their texts and messages because he was tired of dealing with the Intel Committee. That's wow. threats gotta... and intimidation and retaliation. Oh, smokes. This is this is huge. 
I don't understand how it could be a nothing burger. Or a du- I just don't get it. Maybe you could tell me. Uh, by the way, one more. One congressman actually was one of three, John Radcliffe, that actually saw the actual intel. 121. I saw this while I was uh, making French toast for my son. I actually enjoy watching Maria Bartiromo on Sunday mornings. I think she's like one of the only one of the few good people on TV. And she had uh, Ratcliffe on, and apparently they again brought up how Comey lied. John, uh, uh, Tom mentioned that earlier in the hour. Listen to this. Here we go. The chair recognized the gentleman from Texas, Mr. Ratcliffe, for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Director, uh, did you make the decision not to recommend criminal charges relating to classified information before or after Hillary Clinton was interviewed by the FBI on July the 2nd? After. Okay, then I'm going to need your help in trying to understand how that's possible. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of prosecutors or former prosecutors uh, that are shaking our heads at how that could be the case. Because if there was ever any real possibility that Hillary Clinton might be charged for something that she admitted to on July the 2nd, why would two of the central witnesses in a potential prosecution against her be allowed to sit in the same room to hear the testimony? Hang on. Now, I've heard your earlier answers today. You said that, well, it was because... uh, the interview was voluntary, there and, and uh, they were... Had, there was a clip. Did I screw that one up? Oh, it was the one below. Sorry, it was the one below. I want you... I could play it from here. I could play it from here, I believe. Um, you know, stop making yourself I'm look sorry. Bad. Okay, I know. This is, here we go. This is it. John Radcliffe with Maria Bartiromo. Because you actually uh, interviewed Jim Comey at that testimony uh, last September, September 2016, when you were looking at all of the behavior of the FBI and coming up with this conclusion that there should be no charges. Let me, let me show this quick clip of you talking to Jim Comey last September. Did you make the decision not to recommend criminal charges relating to classified information before or after Hillary Clinton was interviewed by the FBI on July the 2nd? After. Congressman, he said after. He lied to you. Well, I want to give him the opportunity to come back and uh, clarify his testimony. What he said, uh, he said very clearly. What, What I know now is that... Uh, he had written an exoneration memo uh, before he gave that testimony saying that he wasn't going to charge her. I've seen text messages, I've seen uh, emails, and I have received testimony from other witnesses that are all inconsistent with that testimony that he gave to me uh, under oath. So he needs to have the opportunity to come back and uh, either clarify that testimony or assert uh, his own Fifth Amendment rights. How about that? It's KNST.